Welcome to a special Northern Spirit Radio program. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and today we're bringing you the world healing work and workers you're used to on our weekly Spirit in Action program, along with the soul deep music that you get each week on our Song of the Soul show. We hope to provide you with inspiration and support to make this a better world, along with the joy and depth that comes with music. Welcome to Northern Spirit Radio. We've got something special for you today for Northern Spirit Radio. This is a combination Spirit in Action and Song of the Soul episode, because today's focus is the incredible event and effort called Farm Aid. This year, it is happening in Wisconsin on September 21st at a place called Alpine Valley, more or less my home turf growing up. So I felt compelled to try and bring you a portrait of the world healing work and music of Farm Aid. Most people know the festival for all the amazing music on the stage. Eighteen groups this year, including Farm Aid board members Willie Nelson, Neil Young, John Mellencamp, and Dave Matthews, as well as other great, well-known musicians like Bonnie Raitt, Tanya Tucker, and Margot Price. All of the 18 performers are gifted, but among those who've been part of Farm Aid for decades, and 2019 is, after all, the 35th year of the festival, and who have more skin in the game, in effect, are Willie Nelson's sons, Lucas and Micah. On stage, their respective bands are Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real and Particle Kid. Of course, the farm-made music is powerful, but the other content of the festival is perhaps even more transformative, and we'll talk to Farm-Aid's communication director, Jennifer Fahey, to learn more about the organization of the festival, and then we'll talk to and share some music from Lucas and Micah Nelson. First up, we've got Jennifer Fahey on the phone to paint a verbal picture for us of Farm-Aid 2019. Jennifer, thank you so very much for joining me for Spirit in Action. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. I know you're working furiously about Farm Aid right now. Where are things at for preparing for the festival? Well, we are coming down to the last week, and so it's very busy. We will all be leaving our offices here in Cambridge, Massachusetts over the weekend and early next week to head to Wisconsin and be on site at Alpine Valley Music Theater. You've been working with Farm Aid since, I think, 2002. What connected you up with Farm Aid? Why is that the work? I I don't know if it's the work of your heart year-round, but it certainly seems a long devotion you've had to it. Yes, that tends to be the case with Farm Aid staff, and we do work year-round. We're best known for the annual festival event, but the work of Farm Aid is year-round. I came to it from the dot-com bust. Uh, (laughs) I had worked for a number of for-profit organizations and hadn't really found satisfaction, and I had been volunteering for nonprofits and decided to make that the focus of my work. Luckily, Farm Aid was hiring for a role that I was a good fit for, but I didn't have any farm experience. So for me, it's been a lot of on-the-job learning about agriculture. The first vacation I took actually was to go work on a farm for a week because I felt like I needed that dirt under my fingernails, real-life experience. And I'm so glad I've gone in this direction. It's really meaningful work, and the people I work with are incredible heroes to me. 
What about Farm Aid in particular is riveting or motivating or captivating for you? Well, certainly people that I work with. I work with farmers. I work with folks like Willie Nelson and John Mellencamp. I work with policymakers, members of the press. I'm passionate about communicating the message and the mission of Farm Aid. I think it's essential that we have farmers on the land. It intersects with so many issues from food accessibility and racial equity and social equity to climate change and economic policy. There's always something to learn. And what I really love about it is getting people involved in this mission isn't just about shaking your finger and telling them you must do this because it's the right thing to do, but because it actually brings joy to their lives. Connecting directly with farmers increases the joy and great impacts that connecting to our food brings to us. It increases our connections to our communities and to the earth. I love that about it. It's not just about do this because you have to, but do this because it will make your life better. Of course, you get to publicize and draw on the wonderful music that's produced by people like Willie Nelson, Neil Young, John Mellencamp, Dave Matthews, and on and on, because there's a a very long list of performers. That's what captures a lot of people. I was really intrigued when I looked at your press release with the initial information I had talking about the homegrown concessions and sustainable food. Explain a little bit that part of the event. Yes, it is a big focus of the event. Music gets people in the door, but then it's the people they meet, it's the food they eat, it's the things they learn that really get them committed to the mission. And so um, we walk the walk. All of the food that we serve at Farm Aid, both front of house and back of house, is sourced from family farmers. And we have criteria that requires that all the food is sourced from farmers, that those farmers received a fair price for their food, and what they raised was raised with an ecological standard. So it might be local, it might be organic, it might be grass-fed, different kinds of identifiers for the food, but it all comes down to really it coming from family farmers. And that's unique. That doesn't happen anywhere else in the music industry. Glenda referred to it, I think, in her quote in that press release, the way that we often refer to it. It's the best restaurant in the country, and it's only open for one day. (laughs) Um, And we've had tremendous partnership with the venues because, of course, we move our festival around the country, and so we're working with a new venue every year. So in some ways, we're reinventing the wheel, and we're having to bring new people along every year and say, you know what? This is going to be a lot of work for all of us. We're going to support you as best we can, but you're... We're going to help you source this food from family farmers. And often when we leave the building after that festival, the venue actually retains those relationships with local farmers and local food businesses that we've helped introduce. And so, you know, it's part of that leave behind that um, we hope the annual festival has for a community. The other thing we do is called our Homegrown Village. And that's sort of a giant county fair at the festival. So in between the music acts or even during the music, you can still hear the music and peruse the homegrown village where you can meet farmers, you can interact with local and national food and farm organizations who have come to present exhibits. We require them to present interactive exhibits that festival goers can engage with hands-on. And we have demonstrations, so we'll be having some homegrown skills demonstrations and teaching people about ways that they can take these skills back home with them and, you know, connect to agriculture in an ongoing way. 
Farm Aid has been going since 1985 and 2019, 35 years that it's been all over the place. This year, it's in Alpine Valley, which is right by East Troy, Wisconsin, southern Wisconsin. This is the second time it's in Wisconsin. It was in Milwaukee before, and I've noticed it moving all over. I'm, I'm impressed that you came back to Wisconsin for a second year because Wisconsin is such a source for, I think, organic farming, organic valley originally here. But I also noticed one year it was in New York City. How do you choose the venues where <laughs> this happens? I don't know how many farms there are in New York City. Well, New York City, they do have urban farms, but New York State is a huge farmland area. But actually, Willie Nelson took a lot of guff that year because people said, why would you come to New York City? And he said, you know what? In this city, there are more eaters than any other city, and that's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> So we have to make those connections, and I think we're making more of those connections across that rural, urban, you know, I don't want to call it a divide, but across that spread of space that there are more connections being made, and we need to make more connections. And so, you know, that's a big part of why we're often in an urban area. And then we want to go where, you know, Willie says we go where we're wanted, where the message of Farm Aid resonates, where we can highlight particular issues. We chose Wisconsin this year because it's in the Midwest, which is the center point for the farm economy crisis right now, but also because we want to to highlight dairy and what the current dairy crisis means to eaters and farmers. So we're thrilled to be back in Wisconsin. It's a great state. And as you say, it's been a pioneer in organic agriculture, but also in, you know, building cooperatives and thinking about new ways of ownership so that there are more progressive ideas about where the money goes and, and who benefits from it. You said, Jennifer, that this is year-round work for you, mm -hmm. which I can imagine just even the one-day festival would be worth that much work. But I think in between, there's support, donating, other things that people can do too, right? I mean, if people want to just donate, they're not going to be there. Is there a way to do that? Yes, most certainly. Farmaid.org is our website. Donations can go there. People can sign up for our newsletters to learn more about the issues and challenges that farmers face and the ways that eaters can be involved. And we do have ways for people to interact throughout the year. Often we're We've got actions that people can sign on to around policy issues and that kind of thing. And, you know, we recognize we're a national organization. And really, in, in the case of farmers who are calling our hotline to ask for assistance, but also in the case of anyone who wants to support family farmers, we want to connect them to a local resource in their community. As far as the farmer resources that we're connecting farmers to, we fund them every year. So we have an annual grant program that happens after our festival. We raise the money and then we get it out the door to these organizations to support them so they can make those local connections to farmers. And we want eaters to make those local connections too. And that's a big part of Farm Aid as well, to shine a spotlight on these projects and organizations and farmers in folks' own backyards. Farmers, including small farmers, the family farm, are not always necessarily progressive, although this event looks extremely progressive. Is it at all a cross-cultural experience for people connecting farmers across the spectrum to their common concern? Yeah, you hit it on the 
right on the head. Farm Aid, we often describe it, and, and this comes directly from Willie Nelson, we're a big tent. We invite everyone in. We know, you know, unfortunately, I think the media doesn't under, understand that farmers are not a monolith of people who all believe the same things and all vote the same way. We know farmers are all very different, and they have different ideas and different political beliefs and different ways of farming. Part of our urgency is we have a limited number of farmers, and we've got to keep the ones we have and, and add new ones. So we don't say no to any farmers based on how they grow or how they vote. We want to welcome everyone in. We think we all have the ability to learn from each other and to better understand each other. And that's a big part of Farm Aid is to, to learn different perspectives and to talk to your neighbors and reach out and get to know folks. And hopefully, you know, we can do that as a nation. Now, there's one more thing I need to know about Jennifer Fahey. Since you've been Farm Aid's communication director since 2002, you pour a lot of energy and time and really change for the world into this work. But I understand that you're a baker. Will we be able to get your concessions at Farm Aid this year? <laughs> oh, my gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very lovely. I typically go on a baking spree after Farm Aid because I'm so busy leading up into the show. But afterwards, you know, it's it's apple season and apple pies and, uh, yeah, you can see me afterwards. <laughs> I'll send you a pie in the mail. <laughs> and if you want, we can do this exchange. I can send you some of my own personal recipe I created, and I don't think anyone does anything quite like this. It's wild rice acorn burgers. Ooh, oh, that sounds fabulous. I've been experimenting with alternative burgers. <laughs> they should be added, I think, to what's offered at Farm Aid, except there's no way I'm going to be able to make, you know, 10,000 or whatever of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully we'll be back to Wisconsin again. And at that time, I will call you and we'll get you lined up ahead of time. I'll look for that pie in the mail and you <laughs> uh, somehow I'll get the wild rice acorn burgers to you. And mainly what I want to do is thank you, Jennifer, so much for this work for Farm Aid. It is such a sparkling gem. I, I thank Willie and all the other members of the board of directors. It's such a fabulous event in all so many ways. And the year-round work you do is so valuable. So thank you for doing that. And thanks for joining me for Spirit in Action. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. I appreciate you taking the time and highlighting Farm Aid's work and keep up the good work. Thanks so much. Thank you. You had the privilege of getting to know Farm Aid Communications Director Jennifer Fahey along with me, and I'm sure you'll agree that if all the staff and workers of Farm Aid are as genuinely passionate and gifted as she is, it must certainly be a can't-miss event. I'll note up front that there are portions of my visit with Jennifer that couldn't fit in this broadcast, so please remember to check the several bonus excerpts on the NorthernSpiritRadio.org website. Some things I think you'll find very interesting. As Jennifer explained, Farm Aid is not just the festival, which this year is taking place in southern Wisconsin on September 21st, but it's a year-round effort to support the family farm and the future of food in our country. We're fortunate to have a couple of the 18 main stage performers with us today for this combined Spirit in Action and Song of the Soul show. We'll get the music part of the show with our next guests, both sons of Willie Nelson, but incredible musical talents of their own rights. First up is Lucas Nelson, and we'll get him on the phone to share about Farm Aid. 
Lucas, it's so good to have you here today on Northern Spirit Radio. It's great to be here. Thank you very much. And thank you for your work putting together Farm Aid. How many years have you been at the festival? Oh, boy. Since before I was born, Farm Aid's been happening. So I've been there every year, I guess. I read somewhere that you wrote your first song at the age 11. I don't suppose you performed it for Live Aid that year. No, I didn't. I didn't perform that one. But my dad put it on his record, It Always Will Be. So if you go listen to that record, then that song, You Were It, is on there. So your involvement with Farm Aid, what has been your involvement with it, and why do you keep going year after year? Well, I mean, my family started it, so it's part of my upbringing, the idea and the concept of family farming and local farms being not only great for the environment, but for local economies, and especially keep the insect population. You know, I mean, there's so many reasons why we want to not urbanize and then also not just completely let the giant agricultural machine take over the whole world. You know, we have to have a balance of that and we have to have balance between big agriculture and small agriculture to me the mass production of animals and even plants i think we should revert back to localism when it comes to produce because i really feel like these mega giant corporations if they get control of our entire food supply then them who are driven by profit will make decisions not generally in concern of our health And then they'll excuse themselves by saying that they're feeding the whole world when they actually aren't. I mean, we have enough waste in this country, we could feed the whole world over. And I think if we start going into a localized, encouraging gardening, encouraging local interaction, going to farmer's markets, and making that bigger, then we have a stronger local community, we have more interaction between us, and then we don't let the major corporations take us over. In a way, it's a very conservative model of an economic structure. I mean, it really is getting big government out of the way because these multinational corporations are tied into big government. If you're any kind of conservative, I think you should be on it. And in in fact, a lot of liberals would be on it too. So it's something that brings those two types of people together. I'm totally with you on all of that. By the way, I hear that besides your time on the stage for Farm Aid, you do massive amounts of tours. I read somewhere that you were averaging something over 250 gigs a year, and that that's mind-blowing. That was before. I, this year we did a little less, and I think next year we're going to try and do a little less. I think less is more when it comes to touring nowadays, even though we definitely consider touring to be super important. you know. But even my dad, you know, he's been touring nonstop for like you know the last 40 years, but he had periods in his life where he had homes and families, I mean, many times over, where he wasn't touring for a while, and then he'd be on the road, you know. He didn't go on the never-ending tour until a little later when he'd kind of established a few things in his life already. I think I need to get to that point, too, with the whole band. Luckily, we're in a great position now. We Now, more than ever, we have the freedom to be ourselves as artists. I mean, what more could you want? One of the things you might want is to have a garden. Do you actually have time to be able to do something like that? Well, not presently, but my family does. I mean, you know, my brother's got a garden in his suburban place in L.A. They've got an amazing garden, so you can do it anywhere. Just working with the earth will get you started on the right path. And as you get connected with soil and earth again, you start remembering your roots. And I think it literally seeps in, and then you sort of get this idea, oh, wait a second, I need to be more in touch with this. I can't just be in an office without nature around me all the time. 
you know, you've got to have a balance. And I think that there's so many great urban garden opportunities, but you've got to get out and get to the park, if nothing else, you know. But, but to really work with the soil is important. And, of course, Farm Aid helps that to happen. When you're not on stage at Farm Aid, what is your favorite thing to do there at the event? Man, I'm just, you know, hanging with family and trying to eat the great catering that comes from the local farms, you know, in the area, whoever we're helping sponsor in that area or whatever. And, you know, Farm Aid has, uh, I think it even has a hotline where you can call right in to Farm Aid if you need any help. And people can donate to Farm Aid any time of the year. Just go to farmaid.org and there's a way to do that. If you can't show up at the event, you can still listen online, a lot of different places. And one of the people you'll be hearing there this year is Lucas Nelson. Promise of the Real is the band you perform with. You also perform with Neil Young. Today, we're going to share your song, Turn Off the News. Is that a policy that you live up to? Sure. You know, I, I find that I can really give back to my community better if I stay vaguely, like, I, you know, my smartphone will tell me everything that's happening in the world. I don't need to sit on cable news and watch it. I don't need to watch MSNBC or Fox News or CNN and watch these pundits and analysts and polls and everything is negative and it's all designed to keep people in fear and divide us and make us fear our neighbor. I think that we should be looking to our neighbors at every turn. If they look different from us, that's okay. I mean, most people get along with each other just fine. I see it happening every day on the streets. It's only when these other very small but very vocal groups hog the limelight and uh, get attention from these media people, and then they, you know their cause gets furthered just by the idea that we're paying attention to them, that they even mean anything to us, and they don't. I think you walk around, the majority of human beings really stand together with each other. There's a lot of hope, and it just takes human interaction in order to do that. I think the reason that cities tend to vote more progressive, I don't want to say liberal because that's a bad term, but progressive is there's nothing to be ashamed about of progressing with the times and adapting with the times. So I think that most cities tend to vote more progressive because Everybody is forced to live with one another. I think that, that coming together, turn off the news for a second, go in and get involved with your local community and, and go to the park and try not to be so ashamed of who you were. Or let it all go and just forgive yourself and let go and, and go and be a part of the world again. That's kind of the idea. Don't be stuck in this burden where you feel like you have to change the world. All you need to do is change the world around you and in yourself, and that will change the world. That's the concept behind it. Well, one of the places where the world is being changed is at Farm Aid. That's happening this weekend. I know the clock's ticking down for you, Lucas, to be there and Would be you rephrase that, and... please? <laughs> <laughs> the clock's ticking down. I'm not sure I like the sound of that. The clock's ticking down for you, Lucas. <laughs> well, I'm excited as that clock ticks down to the kickoff time for Farm Aid is just so wonderful. I'm glad for your part in it. And we're going to share the title track from your recent recording. It is called Turn Off the News, Build a Garden. Lucas, I love your vibrancy, your idealism, the work that you're putting in for making this a better world. And I thank you so much for doing that, for being on stage at Farm Aid, and for joining me today here on Northern Spirit Radio. Right on, man. Lots of love to you. Here is Lucas Nelson's song, Turn Off the News, Build a Garden. 
enjoy, and hopefully you'll be tuning in to Farm Aid. Remember, farmaid.org and lucasnelson.com, the links on nordenspiritradio.org. Here's Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real. Some really good advice from Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real. Turn off the news and build a garden with me. A song you shouldn't be surprised to hear from the stage of Farm Aid 2019 as part of the deluge of great music by the 18 performers for this year's festival. Willie Nelson and friends brought Farm Aid into the world back in 1985. Quite a stunning progeny of his. And we also have some of his human progeny with us here today. 
First was Lucas Nelson, and now we'll have a second of this year's musical artists with us here today on the NorthernSpiritRadio.org program, part spirit in action, part song of the soul, as we get Lucas's little brother on the phone. Over now to Venice, California, to talk to longtime farm aid devotee and Willie Nelson's youngest son, Micah Nelson. Micah, what a joy to have you here today on Northern Spirit Radio. Great to be here with you. It's just right around the corner, Farm Aid 2019. How often have you participated and do you want to participate? Is this a thing where you sign up and now for the next 35 years you have to join in? I don't know if I even have a choice in the matter, really. I've been to every one of them since I was born, which was 29 years ago or so. And I've eaten a lot of food ever since. And so <laughs> it only it, it makes sense to give back any way I can. The Farm Aid is a great way to do that. So it actually sucks that it has to keep happening. You know, it's crazy that we have to have an annual benefit concert just to keep our family farmers from going under. But here we are, 30-something years later. So, yeah, it'll probably have to keep going until ideally one day it'll just be a big celebration of agriculture instead of a sort of desperate cry for completely updating our food system and family farmers won't be struggling just to keep the lights on, but it can just be a a musical agricultural celebration (laughs) instead of... Obviously, because your dad is one of the founders, that's why you had a front seat position ever since you were born. But you've got your own connection and valuing and such for the family farm and for agriculture in a more sensible way. Could you tell folks about that? Yeah, I mean, obviously growing up, going to Farm Aid and just meeting farmers and seeing the value of that event and why we have to do that and the whole situation in our country where family farmers are constantly battling just to survive. The odd thing about that is that we literally rely on them to survive ourselves. You know, we owe our lives to them and yet as a government and as a culture, we tend to ignore them and the value that they have in our society. So being someone who's been lucky enough to be able to do what I love, to make a living and and having the opportunities I've had, it just makes sense for me to use whatever platform I have or any influence I might have or opportunity to learn about what farmers are going through and so that I can help them in, in some way and use my influence to sort of shed some light on the situation. This year I started a nonprofit on Maui where I spent a lot of years growing up and eating food every day. I was lucky that way. It's called the Mahiai Foundation. Mahiai means farmer in Hawaiian. People might not realize it, but we have a similar situation over there where less than 1% of the annual budget goes towards agriculture, which is crazy because Maui, the Hawaiian Islands in particular, but Maui, the island I lived on, is one of the most fertile places. I mean, the, it's, it's year-round. You can grow seasonally year-round. It's got a great climate. There's many microclimates. So for agriculture, it's, it's incredible, and it should be and can be, and in some ways is a model and progressively becoming more of a model for the rest of the world on how to be as resilient as possible. But it's a constant fight for any farmer who wants to farm regeneratively, meaning they're working with the soil, they're building soil, they're doing it organically, they're not farming monoculturally, meaning they have a diversity of crops so that they all help each other be more resilient and it builds, you know, the soil becomes a microorganism in itself. With the microbial resilience, it's, it can withstand all kinds of things. 
you know, all kinds of changes. And so it doesn't require chemical pesticides and things to grow your food. So a lot of these monocultural big factory farms that we have in this country that have taken over, they squash these family farms. They're all growing these monocultural crops that are most of them genetically modified to withstand more and more chemical pesticides. And so a lot of these chemical companies are trying to take over our agriculture. And so it's totally ass backwards. You have the soil being depleted and poisoned, which runs off into the ocean and bleaches coral reefs. And, you know, that becomes rain. And it's just a vicious cycle. It's not sustainable at all. So there are farmers who are trying to, even though it's not as cheap for them in the short term, become regenerative farmers, farming organically, working with the biodiversity of the microbial organisms in the soil to develop soil from the start that can provide for growing nutritious food. And so these guys are working their asses off every single day to protect the quality of our soil. And that, in turn, is connected to our own bodies. They're defending from the beginning the quality of the produce that goes into our bodies and affects our health and affects our environment and keeps our land clean and thriving for generations to come. And it's a lot of work, you know. It's a constant struggle, especially when the mass culture and the government tend to care more about instant gratification, instant profit over long-term health of our kids and ourselves and our soil and our air and water and etc. So the Mahiai Foundation, to go full circle here, is basically farm aid for Maui. I'd been trying to get farm aid to Hawaii for years, but it's just not cost-effective ultimately. So I thought I'll start my own. And so Vincent Mina, who's the president of the Hawaii Farmers Union, Jamie Moreland, who's an event producer, and myself started Mahiai Foundation. And we had our first event last month, August 24th on Maui. It all came together somehow through the hard work of everyone involved and all the volunteers. We were able to raise a lot of money for the Hawaii Farmers Union and seed the Mahiai Foundation, which the idea is of that is that we'll have an annual concert, live music event that will bring the community together with their local farmers, and it will be a benefit concert for regenerative farming. The idea now is to work with a public venue. You know, it would be anywhere from five to 10,000 people over the course of one or two days. Instead of 30,000 plus whatever happens at Farm Aid. Sure. And, you know, Maui is a small island anyway, so five to 10,000 is actually pretty good. It depends on the lineup we have. This last event, it was my dad. It was Particle Kid. My brother's band, Lucas Nelson, Promise of the Real. We had Marty Dredd, Pat Simmons Jr. We had Tavana, you know, some local acts as well as bigger acts. Well, Micah, I'd love to share some of your music that reflects some of the motivations, values, the outlook on the world. Is there something that you could share with Northern Spirit Radio listeners that would help them give that flavor? Yeah. How about Magic Mirror? It's not about farmers particularly, but it's a perspective, I guess. It's from Window Rock, new record. When I hear Window Rock, I think of the four corners in the U.S., right? Yeah. Where's your Window Rock? in my brain. <laughs> yeah, it's wherever I can tap into my subconscious. It's a trippy story how that happened. I was on tour, well, actually it was kind of a one-off gig with this band, Tenariwen. They're an incredible band from northern Mali, 
They're a Tuareg tribe from the Azawad region of Mali, and they make this really unique brand of like Tuareg desert blues rock with electric guitars, and <laughs> wow. they sing in Arabic French. You should check them out. They're, they're the coolest rock and roll band in the world. I will have to do that. I was actually a Peace Corps volunteer in Togo, West Africa. And at the end of my two years in Togo, I traveled through West Africa, including at least a few days in Mali. Okay. I actually speak French fluently oh. as well. as So that's a great connection. I'll have to follow up with them. Anyway, we were doing a show with them at this place in Santa Fe called Meow Wolf. But long story short, we're driving out there and just kind of to kill time, we were making up silly songs about all the signs that went by. And I saw one for window rock. And I thought, that's what kind of music we make, window rock, if anyone asks, just as kind of a joke, you know. It's like, oh yeah, window rock. It was trippy. I met a guy before the show. I just heard him talking, oh, who's this Particle Kid guy? I wonder what that is. And and I went and introduced myself, and he said, what's your name? I said, Micah. And he said, oh, like the windows. I said, what? Like the window? What are you talking about? He said, oh, they used to use mica, the mineral, in windows. Huh. I said, That's weird, because we were just talking about how our music is window rock. And, and it just there, there was all these kind of things like that that kept that in my mind. And I, I started just drawing a bunch of doodles a few days later, and I couldn't stop drawing this arrowhead shape with the hole in it. I made this sort of t-shirt design or album art design for something. I didn't even know what it would be yet, but I thought, oh, maybe this is our album cover of our new album, Window Rock. You know, and I wasn't really that serious about it yet, but then I, it kind of grew on me. Later, the bassist in the band was like, hey, I just read something about Window Rock. It's actually a place. See, I had no idea about this. He's like, it's the center of, it's, it's basically the capital of the Navajo Nation. And the sacred name is Sega Hutsani, and I'm probably butchering that, but I apologize if there are Navajo listening. But they, you know, when they, the colonization happened, they, they tried to change the name to Window Rock, which is the rough translation. But it's called that because the Navajo, when they found this place, it was this giant rock formation in the middle of the desert out there with this perfect circle inside, like through the rock, like a portal in the rock. And it looked so supernatural, they felt that it was like a portal to their ancestors, like an interdimensional portal. And they made that their home, and that became the center of their universe in their culture. And this is after I had drawn this arrowhead with the hole in it and written all these songs about personal mythology. And, you know, it just tripped me out so much. And so that's the... <laughs> That's the short story, <laughs> the short version of that story. But, um, yeah, that's where that came from. Well, I think we need to listen to the song. The song is Magic Mirror. The album, newest release from Particle Kid, is Window Rock. Here is Magic Mirror.
I feel fortunate to have here today on Northern Spirit Radio, Micah Nelson in the music world. He's known as Particle Kid, website particlekid.com. We just heard Magic Mirror from his latest release, Window Rock, which just came out in July of this year. And some folks, I'm sure, will have no idea where the name Particle Kid came from. Could you share that, Micah? (laughs) All right. I must have been 14, maybe. I think I had just gotten home from school. I was playing Mario Kart on the Nintendo 64. My father came in and was remarkably stoned, and he said, Welcome home, Particle Kid. And he had this big, stupid grin on his face, and then he left, and I, I was really confused, but I thought it was hilarious, and so it just sort of stuck. And years later, when I started writing music and recording music under that name, I asked him why he said that, and he remembered, and he said that he meant to say, Welcome home, prodigal son, but he was so high that it came out as (laughs) Particle Kid. That's quite a story. You know, as we're talking about family farmers, you know, I get the idea that you see our society as fundamentally flawed in how we look at them. These people who dedicate their lives to keeping the food supply clean they should be held high, you know, they should have a huge voice. The role they play should be highly respected. I mean, that should be considered a viable career opportunity, you know, and it's, it's really not. And so how do we change that? How do we change the culture? It's a big challenge. And it comes with a lot of difficult realities. This is the other thing Farm Aid's about, is reminding everyone that it doesn't end after this concert is over. This is not a one-day thing. This is a reminder of every time we spend a dollar, that's a vote. You know, everyone feels like, well, I wish there was something I could do about it. Every time you spend money, you're voting. And you can either vote for a giant corporation that is designed, you know, it's in the DNA of the corporation to make profit at all costs, regardless of whether you suffer or not or whether the environment suffers or our our health suffers, it can't help it. It's just that's what corporations are designed to do. So you could either vote for that and keep that cycle going, or you can vote for your local business, your local family farmer. You can shop at your farmer's market. You can use your vote to water that garden or donate to Farm Aid because they're actively working to keep family farmers on the land, on their own land. So there's all kinds of ways we can help, no matter who we are, even if we're not a farmer. Well, Micah, I want to feature one more of your songs for this episode, then we'll go out. I just want to make sure, first of all, we've been speaking with Micah Nelson. ParticleKid.com is his website, and you heard the story where Particle Kid came from. He's at Farm Aid 2019, and he's been at all of them since he was born 29 years ago. We already heard Magic Mirror. What's one more song that we could listen to, Micah? How about Radio Flyer? And why that one? Uh, I like I like that song. <laughs> That's a pretty convincing reason. I'd love to have you back for a song of the soul and just sit down, listen to more of your story, more of your music, and share that with our listeners across the U.S. Sure. Okay, we'll set that up. But right now, folks, I'm going to say goodbye to Micah Nelson. This year, we're fortunate to have Farm Aid in Wisconsin, where I happen to live, 
It's the second time it's been in Wisconsin, and Micah is there on stage along with his father, Willie Nelson. Well, Willie Nelson, Neil Young, John Mellencamp, Dave Matthews are always there because they're all three of them on the board. Uh, But there's another 15 or 20 people that are performing, including Particle Kid, Micah Nelson, and some more of your family there, of course, too. So please, even if you can't be at Farm Aid this year, you can watch it online. There's a couple different sources. I'll have links to them on nordenspiritradio.org. And you can also donate anytime, both by just going to farmaid.org or, as Micah said, your purchases are essentially votes for what kind of future we're going to have in this world. And thank you for that advice, Micah. And thanks for being there at Farm Aid, making a difference not only on the mainland, but on Hawaii and joining us today for Northern Spirit Radio. Thanks for having me, Mark. And here we go with Radio Flyer from Window Rock, the latest release by Particle Kid. And we'll see you all next week. Goodbye. Here's Radio Flyer. Nickel.
second song from Micah Nelson, also known as Particle Kid, called Radio Flyer, just a tiny sample of the music Micah and the other 17 farm-made performers will bring to the stage on September 21st at Alpine Valley in southern Wisconsin. More info at farmaid.com and that and the other links and a couple more bonus excerpts are all on northernspiritradio.org, so check it out. Today's program was a combination of our usual Spirit in Action and Song of the Soul programs, bringing you the perfect combination of soul-deep music and world-healing work, which is Farmaid. The theme music for this program is a combination of Turning of the World, performed by Sarah Thompson, and Song of the Soul by Chris Williamson. Check out all things Northern Spirit Radio on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Thanks for listening. I'm Mark Helpsmeet, and I hope you find deep roots and the soaring melodies to support you to grow steadily and joyfully toward the light. This is Northern Spirit Radio. With every voice, with every song, we will move this world along, and our lives will feel the echo.